How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's time for WEEI Late Night with your Friday night host, the Hacksaw, Jim Hackett. Friday night with the Hacksaw is brought to you by Atlantic Power Cleaning. 30 and still getting dirty. AtlanticPowerCleaning.com and by Gould's Distinctive Clothing in Acton. You too can look as sharp as Rob Bradford. Gould'sClothing.com. Now, here's Jim Hackett. Yeah, they're dancing on the ceiling and dancing on the floor. Welcome to WEI Late Night Friday Night. I'm Jim Hackett, your host, along with Justin Turbin sitting in. Justin, good to see you again. You were my producer a long time for the Fantasy Football Hour. It's good to work with you again. I was. I'm pumped to be back with you. Yeah, it's good. It's going to be good stuff. We've got a lot to talk about, as always, on a Friday night. And things are going to heat up. Uh, The Celtics actually on the road, victorious in Miami. But I'm looking forward, Justin, to... Uh, the Celtics playing at home and getting some of the hometown crowd, you know, coming back from the game. A few Bud Lights deep, you know, exactly. calling up exactly. and, and ripping into the Celtics or you know, celebrating their glory. When, uh, and they're off to a good start. So but, far, so good. So far, so good. We'll get into that in the trend. We'll give you an update. But uh, Miami without Victor Oladipo tonight. But, you know, that's often the case with them. And the Celtics uh, took care of business on the road in Miami early on. No Robert Williams, as you know. So that's, uh, that's good stuff. But right now, Justin, and to the listening audience out there, I think the big topic is the one that I've been talking about here for two weeks since we started up on the late night Friday night shift, which is the situation with the Patriots and uh, you know sitting at three and three, riding a two game winning streak with young Bailey Zappi, who's uh, you know acclimated himself really well. I think he's played very well um, since coming in for Brian Hoyer week three in Green Bay uh, against Aaron Rodgers. Did well, won two games, two games the Patriots should win against the Lions and the Browns, and they won both handily, but. I am of the opinion and have been of the opinion that this was never a controversy, an emerging competition, and good for Zappi that he's making it a competition, and good for Mac that he was able to sit out and is able to sit out and heal not only his ankle, but his mind, which I think got pretty conflated through a difficult offseason, preseason, training camp, and even into the first three weeks of the season, which we've come to learn around these parts in September is the quote-unquote extended preseason, where Belichick and, and company try different things out. And I think it was a really muddy offseason, and I think Mac kind of got rankled about it. And whether he would ever fully admit that, we've heard him say, use his own words, that he was kind of questioning things, and that's been bandied about and uh, talked about and batted around all week long. Um, you know, some reporting a little bit better than others. But, you know, I think with this smoke, this fire. So, you know, to go to a guy like Ben Volan, who I don't know, we've never met, you know, I believe this smoke with this fire. I believe he probably was 
creating some tension with this questioning of how, why things were happening because it was questionable to have Matt Patricia running the, the offense with no experience in doing so and have Joe Judge be his consigliere as the quarterback's coach without any experience in doing so and then trying new things on the field that they had never done. The zone blocking scheme, the much ballyhooed zone blocking scheme, the 50-50 balls, putting it in players' hands and making guys who have that skill to go get it, to go get it. Getting the ball downfield, all those things. I think those things, while Mac was on the field, those things were happening in real time and those voices were in his head. And I don't think this has been the same slate that Bailey Zappi has gotten to work off of the last three weeks. And I'll pose that question to the audience, 617-779-7937. I wrote an article, went up today on WEI.com. You can see it. It's called Question for Belichick. What's best for the team? Kind of throwing his own words back at him. And what I mean by that is, are you better off riding the hot hand until Max healthy, which he could very well be healthy and ready on Monday, based on reports, and we'll get to that. Or are you better off with your starting quarterback when he's healthy, Mac Jones? And I am of the opinion that once he's healthy, and that could be Monday night, it's trending towards that looking like Monday night at home, hosting the Bears on Monday night football. But if it isn't, to me, you're still in a win-win in that you've got a cream puff opponent in Chicago. You should win. You can win three in a row. Great. Get over 500. You will officially be, if things stay as they are, there are only six teams in the AFC with a winning record. Last week it was seven. You're right in the thick of it, and you have to do it now. You have to do it while the part of this schedule is soft. The soft underbelly of the schedule is in front of them right now. It gets a little tougher after this week against the Bears. When we first looked at it back in September, this looked like a pretty tasty part of the schedule, two against the Jets and the Colts coming up. I'm not a believer in the Colts. You've heard me say that a bunch of times. I know their record is 3-2-1. and one. A lot of people like Matt Ryan. I think he's pedestrian at best, and I think he's certainly not the same as he was after the Patriots emotionally castrated him in the Super Bowl years ago. So we'll get to that. But six teams right now in the AFC with a, 500, a better than 500 record. Your Patriots are 3-3. Three and three. I'll lay the gauntlet down. They're going to be 4-3 and three on Monday night. They're going to beat the Bears, whether it's Mac Jones or whether it's Zappi. Doesn't matter. They win this game. What matters is what's going to happen at quarterback for the Patriots. And I am of the belief that as well as young Bailey Zappi has done, and I think he's done well, and I'm not going to take anything away from him for playing in a more conservative scheme. Belichick was smart to make it as dumbed down and as simple and conservative as he could and make it as protection-heavy as he can for this young quarterback. But that doesn't mean he's taking the job. And I know everyone feels great on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday, and you get that adrenaline going after they win. But by the time I come on at 10 o'clock on Friday night, my question is this. Have you sobered up a little bit? (laughs) Because to me, this is still Mac Jones' team. Now, Mac Jones doesn't have his hands on this completely. His resume is pretty good. Okay, pretty good. 10-7 and last year in the regular season. Got smoked in the playoffs. Rough start this year. The most recent data on the resume doesn't look so good. One and three, two touchdowns, five picks, a couple abhorrent picks against the Ravens that he literally threw the game away on. And I wrote about that on the article. Question for Belichick, what's best for the team? All that said, he is the starting quarterback. And the reason I'm 
pretty firm on my feet about this is to date, I don't think it's been a fair fight in terms of comparing. I know a lot of you out there are big on Bailey Zappi. I like him too. I'm glad he's here. I'm glad the quarterback position is solidified for the Patriots or as solidified as it can be with a fourth-round rookie quarterback as your third-string quarterback taking snaps and acclimating himself really well. Happy about that. Happy about a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones coming in and doing a good job last year. I think to date, though, if you're going to compare weeks one through three against weeks four, five, and six, it's not a fair fight. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Again, the extended preseason of September, the Patriots still ironing things out with a new offensive, wait for it, play caller, not an offensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, the play caller, Joe Judge checking in in his ear. And who knows if they're saying the same things at that point. Pretty convoluted. You think so, Justin? I mean, up that's, that's up to debate. Absolutely. I think they've actually gotten, I'll give Patricia and Judge and, and Belichick obviously some credit. I think that things have gotten a lot cleaner. And it looks a lot less convoluted. And they, it's looking more like the Patriots offense. And I think that's just because they went back to basics. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And, and I think, again, this is what I'm saying. Mac Jones had five picks. I'm not forgiving Mac Jones at all for those five picks, particularly the two in the fourth quarter against the Ravens where he threw the game away, literally. I put that squarely on him. However, what percentage of those picks are actually the voices that are front and center in his mind of, got to get the ball down the field, we're trying this 50-50 stuff because we've got guys like Devontae Parker who can go up and get it, and an offensive line that's coming off of Let's call it what it was, the shame of the preseason. They look terrible in training camp. They look terrible in the preseason because all of a sudden they're trying something brand new. And I think all of those factors are meaningful factors when you look at the performance that Mac Jones had in the first three games of the year, okay? Now fast forward, three games with Bailey Zappi. And I remember, I'll never forget this, Bill Belichick on his knees communicating directly with Bailey Zappi, telling him what time it is. Here's what time it is, kid. Take care of the ball. Take care of the ball. We'll take care of the rest. And sometimes when you have an emerging offense, changes, changes in coach, changes in ideas that lead to changes in scheme, sometimes you just need someone to go out there and say, sir, yes, sir. And Belichick is the general, and Patricia is the lieutenant, and Judge is the lieutenant. Sir, yes, sir. And look what's happened. They've had weak opponents. They've been able to capitalize on them. The defense has been great. The running game has been great. The offensive line, back to playing Patriots football. Enough of the zone block scheme, whatever the heck they were trying to do. They look like the Patriots offensive line, except for Isaiah Wynn. That's a whole other story that we'll get into. But my point is this. A lot has changed since Mac Jones limped off the field in the, against the Ravens in the last play of the game. Matt Patricia's play calling has improved. Ergo, I think their communication on the field from the sideline has probably improved. Guess what? The receivers and tight ends have improved, too. And I've got some statistics I'm going to pull. I hope I get this guy's name right. I follow them on Twitter from Pat's Pulpit. I'm not sure. If you're listening, if anyone knows him, Bernard Buckmaster at, at Pat, Pat's Pulpit. Put some great statistics out that are going to speak to my point tonight in terms of if you're going to compare the success that we're riding right now with Bailey Zappi as Patriots fans, is it a fair fight versus Mac Jones in the first three weeks? And these statistics that I have and what I'm preaching to you now, 
says it isn't. And I just think Mac Jones should get a fair fight. He's earned that. Has he earned the starting quarterback job for the whole season? If he comes out and lays an egg against the Bears or doesn't look good against the Jets? No. No, I think it's a competition. But Mac deserves his fair shot. Other reasons. Since he left the game at the last play of the game against the Ravens, the scheme has improved, right? Justin, you just said it. It's simpler, and they look like the Patriots' offense. Exactly. Yeah. It, the scheme has improved. And then all along, all along I've been saying since I started a couple weeks ago in this shift, is that if Mac is at 100%, he should get it. Now, if he's not at 100 or close to it, where he can actually do the things he needs to do with that ankle spring, push off to get a good solid throw, uh, be able to move horizontally or vertically in the pocket, be able to scramble every once in a while when you have to, be able to get in and out of trouble, um, to, to step into a throw. He needs all those things. So if you can do that at 88%, 90%, I'm fine with it. I'd prefer him to be at 100 particularly where Bailey Zappi's playing so well. No need to rush it. However, as I wrote in the article, question for BB, what's, what, that's Bill Belichick, if you're new to the show, what's best for the team? Kind of throwing his own words back at him. That's on him. But I can tell you, the longer this goes particularly at the after Sunday and the early part of the week into the midweek, before you start thinking about the next week's opponent. That adrenaline rush when they win, it carries a fan base. And you get that, wait for it, zappy fever. You know what I mean? But the longer that goes on and the further Mac gets away, the more complicated and more complex this becomes. And I'm of the mindset that like a boxer, that has a couple tough defeats, it's good to get a couple hand-picked fights under your belt. You know what I mean? Before you start getting back in against the contenders. If Mac is ready to go, I want to see him on Monday because I'd like to see him get that easier fight under his belt against the Bears. Because the Jets, my friends, are no longer a cream puff. I'm not saying they're a playoff team yet. I'm not anointing them. But they got a coach who's pretty good in Robert Sala who was impressive as the D coordinator in San Francisco. They've got some good young draft picks the last few years who are starting to become real players. They've got a quarterback who I think is mediocre right now, but he's got upside. They've got a running game. They've got a passing game. They've got a pretty fierce defense. And you're going into New York, and they're riding high. So, do you want Mac Jones five weeks on the shelf walking into that environment or in the comforts of Gillette Stadium going up against the cream puff bears and getting some momentum under his belt so that they can all go into the jets. And this was actually a point that was brought up on the six rings podcast. It was by Paul Perillo. He said, if he was Mac Jones's dad, he Hmm. would prefer that he goes out against the jets because if he starts off slow for whatever reason, if they're down 17, nothing turn the ball over early interceptions, he's going to hear it. They're going to start chanting zappy, whatever it may be. So I thought that was an interesting point. Yeah, I, I kind of debated in my head with saying what I was going to say as I was saying, wouldn't you rather be going against the Bears, the cream puff, at home? And I'm kind of like, well, he could get razzed. But you can't think like that. And I don't think Mac Jones is thinking like that. I'm thinking like that, looking through that lens, saying like, geez, you know, this guy's doing pretty well. I don't think Mac Jones goes out there anxious. I think if they give him the offense that this team is built to run and stop experimenting, that he'll operate it. 
And, and maybe I, that's the best thing for the coaching staff too that they realize going back to the basics is what works for them. Yeah, look at they need a, they as 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 they say in baseball, you know, the broadcasters and the coaches, they need a spring training too. Belichick, Patricia especially, Judge especially as being new in their roles and returning to the team, they needed reps too. And what this soft part of the schedule with the Lions, the Browns, now the Bears, theoretically too against the Jets and the Colts, what this has allowed them to do has been able to kind of do a little trial and error early and, and get it right now. So what better time? If, you're, if your starting quarterback is ready to put it back in his hands, put it back in now. I, I, I fear not the Bears for Mac Jones. And you know what? If he does do terribly or he does throw a pick or he doesn't look right and they're at home on Monday night in front of the nation against the Bears, then he probably should hear it. You know what I mean? Unless he's not ready. If he's rushing back because he's worried about what a yacker like me is saying about Bailey Zappi, I understand it, but it's probably not the best decision. And that's where the coaching staff and the medical staff and all those guys come in. But let's just say all things being equal. He was listed as a full participant today. I saw limited early today, but I trust NBC Sports Edge as a fantasy football guy. And they said full. And Andy spoke to them. He spoke to the media, right? He gave, the, he gave some 90 micro- seconds. Yeah, he gave 90 seconds of time. Thank you for the 90 seconds, Mac. But, you know, that usually doesn't happen, particularly if you're not at least on the radar to play. I would even say... Not, forget the radar, that you're going to play, right? Because if it's, it's a question mark the last few weeks, then even more reason to keep him quiet. So I think it's trending that he's going to play. I hope he's healthy. And let's see what you got. And give it a fair chance. Make it a fair fight. I want to see the offensive scheme of the last two and a half weeks in Mac Jones's hands against the Bears. Then we can make a fair assessment. I agree with that. What do you guys think? 617-779-7937. The text line is 37937. We've got some calls lined up. I think we're going to do a quick trend, take a break. We'll start with Paul in Rhode Island and your calls coming up after this. Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, I'm Jim Hackett, and here's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. The Pats upgraded wide receiver Nelson Aguilar to limited and tight end Jonu Smith to full participation at practice. Mac Jones also spoke to reporters for about 90 seconds after practice, and as I just declared per NBC Sports Edge, that Mac was listed as a full participant. It's debatable. Maybe Justin could do some research during the break. The Celtics moving over to the NBA. They defeated the Miami Heat in Miami 111-104 to tonight behind 29 points from Jason Tatum, and another 28 from Jalen Brown. Tatum's 64 points through the first two games is fifth most in team history. Wow. The Celtics are now 2-0 in the season and will take on the Orlando Magic tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Over to hockey, the Bruins host the Minnesota Wild tomorrow afternoon. Puck drop at 1 o'clock. And Terry Francona will return as the Cleveland Guardians manager next year. Well-earned by Tito. The NLCS Game 3, Padres at Phillies tonight. The series is tied at 1-1, one to one, and the Phillies right now are up 4-2. to two. And, Justin, I think uh, Mr. Kyle from Waltham, Kyle Schwarber, hit another home run tonight. Lead-off home run, 405 yep. feet. Unbelievable. One thing you're going to hear as the offseason in baseball uh, continues in this show is hashtag Blame Bloom because he completely deconstructed a World Series contending team. And at the top of my hate list of everything that he did and didn't do is not signing Kyle Schwarber. Anyway. 
Uh, second time All-Pro running back Todd Gurley announced his retirement from football. And, Todd, we would say back to you, you retired about four years ago. That's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Late night with Jim Hackett on Friday night. Coming back after this. Gresh and Keith. Who was the number one star yesterday? I'm going to put up for nomination. Matt Patricia. Stop it. And Joe Judge. Oh, my God. Feels like we're seeing more of the offense. Like, I think when you start to see the tight ends get involved more, that's where it feels like, oh, maybe this guy might just be settling in as a play caller. Did you miss something? Listen to the podcast on the Odyssey app or at WEEI.com. Gresh and Keith, middays 10 to 2 on New England Sports Original. WEEI. WEEI. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details you're listening to WEEI Late Night on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. All right, welcome back. Sports Radio WEEI, Friday night, late night with Jim Hackett. Talking a lot about the return of the Mac. Well played there, Justin Turpin. 
Joining me in the booth, Justin Turpin, our famous producer, former producer of the Fantasy Football Hour, the lunch ballyhooed and famous, world-famous World Fantasy Football Hour for nine years there. That's Gonzo, but I'm back on Friday nights. And we're talking about uh, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi and what's been happening the first six weeks of the Patriots season, who sit at 3-3, three and three, and they're on the verge of getting over 500, and they would be one of right now six teams in the entire AFC that's over 500. The Pats, my friends, are in this thing, and this is the time to capitalize on it with the Bears coming in on Monday night. Uh, whether it's Zappy or it's Mac, I expect and demand a victory by the Patriots against this cream puff of a Bears team, which is a shame because Chicago's a great city, and that's a, supposed to be a great storied franchise, but they stink every year of my life other than in 85 they were pretty good, and they whipped the Patriots' tail. And I'll never forget that as a teenager growing up around here. But, um, you know, I'm talking a lot about where the Patriots are with Mac Jones and the fact that when he's 100% healthy and he's definitely trending that way and it's looking like he could be back as early as Monday night. I'm not a doctor or an orthopedic surgeon. I don't know where he is on the scale. I have to think he's close to 100. And the original diagnosis said high ankle sprain four to six weeks. Monday will be exactly four weeks in one day. So he's on the earliest part of that timetable, but that was the timetable. So let's say maybe 90%. As long as he can push off and get some elbow grease behind those throws and do what he has to do, I'm fine with it. And I'm fine with him coming back because I think he should come back because I don't think it's been a fair slate, and I think Paul in Rhode Island agrees with me. Let's take Paul in Rhode Island. Hey, good evening, Paul. Thanks for calling in. All right, thank you, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Listen, this is Mac Jones' team, okay? You know what? The guy got hurt. Did anybody say to, uh, what's his name, um, from Cincinnati uh, Cincinnati uh, quarterback? Joe Burrow. This is not your team. Yeah. He got hurt the first year. Okay. So we have, does anybody understand that you need a backup quarterback? So, so it just happened to be the playbook quarterback, uh, Brian Hoyer. That's all he is. He made money holding the clipboard, okay? But Zappi came in. Belichick, I trust. I do trust Belichick. Yes. But can anybody say that this kid got you to the playoffs last year? And if it wasn't for that raging bull in Buffalo uh, for the next 10 years, Okay, the kid did well. Leave him alone. Let him get hurt. Let him fall on his face, like we say. Let's pull the carpet under him. Let's feel. Let him feel the pain. Okay, the kid is our next quarterback for the next five to six years. Now, on the third year, he's going to get about thirty-five thousand dollars, thirty-five million. Okay. But That's a pretty good chunk of money there, Paul. I, I agree with your overall point, and thanks for the call. Good stuff there from Paul. I think he's having a fun Friday night. Why wouldn't you? It's Friday night, Paul. Have a good Friday night. But look, and I'm, I'm with your general point. Is that, yeah, I think Mac Jones has minimally earned the right to come back. He deserves another shot at it, and he deserves a fair fight. And that was the nature of my article. Paul, you can read it. You guys can read it at wei.com, which is a question for Bill Belichick. What's best for the team? And I am of the belief that you don't make any move unless you have an even template to look at. And it hasn't been a fair fight. I'm going to give you some statistics. I mentioned this guy's name earlier. I just followed him on Twitter today. It, it's, uh, his name is, I think it's Bernard Buckmasser, okay? B-U-C-H-M-A-S-S-E-R, Pat's pul- Pulpit, which is part of SB Nation. 
So my point in the article, without having the statistics, I kind of just kind of what my eyeballs show me is I want a fair fight to make a right, the right assessment. Instinctively, I think Mac is the starting quarterback. I've seen enough. Does he have a firm grip on it forever? No. No, he doesn't. And maybe, as Lou Maloney says, he's a one-contract quarterback. I think he's got the potential to be more than that. I do. Um, and I like a lot of actually what I saw in the first three weeks of him getting it down the field. I liked elements of the offense. What I didn't like was the turnovers. But I, I put most of that on Mac, not all of it, with all the scheme change, all the communication convolution, the coaching changes, all those changes. That has to make an impact. Weren't they switching off play callers during training camp? Yeah. So, I mean, how does that work? Now that they've kind of established the offense, it makes sense that Bailey Zappi's going to have more success. Of course. Well, they simplified it. One message, as they tell you in the military, right? The, the, the jet, what the general says, the colonel echoes, the major echoes, the lieutenant echoes, the captain echoes, the sergeant echoes, all the way down the line. And then the privates and corporals better take their orders. And that's what Zappi has done. And they're 2-0 and with him. So it's working. But apply that same logic to Mac Jones. Give him the same chance. And by the way, you've seen more of Mac, so you can try some of these things. But get out of his ears and get your communication right. Because the result of that, anytime there's confusing message, is he going to have broken down play? And I think that a lot of that, I think, is what this is. And that's why, if he's ready to go, I really want him back on Monday night. Because the Bears, they've got a pretty decent defense. They've got zero offense. You're going to have opportunities. So let him make the most of it. Get your starting quarterback in there. And how fast people forget that they were people, during the Patriots' win streak last year, people were thinking they could go to a Super Bowl with yeah. Mac Jones. Yeah. And now all of a sudden he's just garbage it just doesn't make sense yeah. to me again drunk with victory justin i mean you i mean you know how you, i'm sure you felt good the last two sundays after Absolutely. they won you know what i mean i did too but i always like to use this phrase as you start to sober up as the week go, comes you know to um and you, and you get good data and you remember what your starting quarterback looks like when everything's right you start to make more sense of it. And that's what I'm trying to bring to the table here. And I tried to bring in my article. And by the way, what I think, what Justin thinks, what Paul in Rhode Island thinks, what the other callers lined up think, what you guys all think, matters little. It's what Belichick thinks. And by the way, I do kneel at the foot of Belichick because I'm a near 50-year follower of the Patriots, okay? And have been through all the ups and downs. And I am forever grateful for what's happened here the last 20 years. However, he's not, he's not in, unflappable, okay? He's made a lot of mistakes, and especially recently, okay? And I don't like the way they approach the offense this year. I don't like the convoluted communication. If you can find some sound at the break of, remember when Matt Patricia was explaining how cool it was, how they communicate with the headphones? I mean, I, I, I didn't know what he was talking about. They used walkie-talkies at the preseason. I mean, but, but, or, the, I mean what, I mean... If word economy is good, that was the exact opposite of word economy. I don't know what that was. And if I don't know, sitting and watching it and listening to it, how does the quarterback know what to do with it whispering in his helmet in real time with 300-pound monsters trying to, to try to get him down into the dirt? So I want a fair fight. I don't think it's been a fair fight. And from Pat's pulpit, Bernard Buckmaster, I think I got it right, had some statistics I want to read to you guys and, and tell you a little bit about why I'm making the point I'm making. I was making this point on my own, but these statistics kind of back it up. Percentage of play action. This is an interesting one. The first three weeks of the season, you know, people were kind of talking about, why aren't the Patriots doing any play action? Well, they weren't. 
while Bailey Zappi has been in, and this started in the second quarter of Green Bay, almost a third of their plays have been play-action plays. 31.6% of the Patriots' offensive plays since Bailey Zappi has been taking the snaps have been play-action. That number has never dropped below 25%. So one out of four plays in any one game that he's been in have been play-action passes, which he's good at. And uh, if you ever watch... um, Ted Johnson's show on NBC Sports Boston. It's at the breakdown or whatever, the game plan, whatever it might be. He did a good job kind of showcasing how he does the play action. And he does. He sells it well. But Mac sells it well, too. There's a texter from 207 that says Mac doesn't like to do play action. I, I don't believe that. I think he does. And, he, you know, no one sold it like Brady. And, boy, could you see the difference when Brady came in from Bledsoe? Bledsoe couldn't sell it at all. Brady could sell it. Zappi can sell it. But Mac can sell it, too. Here's the difference, though. 31.6% of the plays play action in the, Zale, in the Zappi games. 10.8% with Mac Jones and never exceeding 13.2%. Now, this is an offense that has an ensemble feel to it. You've got a lot of good, not great players. Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne when they play him, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith. The running backs they use a lot, Damian Harris, who, by the way, all of a sudden, I thought he was going to be out multiple weeks. He looks like he was full practice today, too. He was full participant yeah. today. Ramondre Stevenson. You have a lot of talent. I think Stevens, Stevenson's probably the most talented of the bunch. But good, solid, good, solid BB-plus players. You know, somewhere between B-minus and B-plus. You don't have any alphas, okay? It's an ensemble. So when you have an ensemble offense and you're trying to spread it around a little bit, what do you think might help you do that? Exactly what most teams do. Play Play action. action. Exactly. 10.8% in the first three games against Miami, who you needed against with that defense, in Pittsburgh, and against the Ravens, who can bring it to. 10.8% of the plays with Mac Jones on the field were play action passes. Never more than 13.2% in any game. Here's another one. Risk. I call this risk. The new stack guys call it increased depth of target. Let's just call it riskier throws, okay? Because it's late on a Friday night and you're probably drinking, and I wish I was. But anyway, for Bailey Zappi, intended air yards, 6.4 yards, okay? For Mac Jones, 10 yards. So they come out of a lousy preseason and a lousy training camp where all, and I'm talking about all, whether it was WEEI.com, WEEI Radio, NBC Sports Boston, Nesson, our competitors down the other side of town, Whomever it was, the Globe, the Herald, all of the reporting, visually, audio, written form, was that things weren't looking good, okay? They weren't looking good. And the two things that we took out of that training camp was three things. The zone blocking scheme, which the offensive line was having trouble doing, and their strength running the ball was becoming not, was looking to be not a strength the way it was looking in training camp. And then getting the ball down the field. So Mac did it. Get the ball down the field. Well, his air yards are 10 yards a throw. Riskier passes, when you do riskier things, you have uh, a higher probability of problems, hence five interceptions. Here's a big one. Max protection, okay? Check this one out. While Bailey Zappi's been in, the Patriots have been in max protection, which means they're bringing an extra offensive lineman in or they've got a tight end in on the line. They're giving him extra protection, extra blocking, okay? While Bailey Zappi is on the field, 48 Point three percent of the time they're in max protection. Let's call it fifty percent. Half the time they're in, they're in max protection. Now, if that doesn't mean anything to you, compare it to this with Mac Jones. While Mac Jones is in there, the first three weeks of the season, 
18.9% of the time, they were in max protection. And Bailey Zappi moves well in the pocket. Yeah. I'm not knocking that at all. No. But you're in max protection. You have more time. So you look smoother naturally in the pocket when yep. you have more blockers, you have more time to throw. And that number just says it all. Yeah. Rewind the clock last year. What were we saying about Mac Jones? He gets rid of the ball quickly. He reads the field well. He spreads it around. There were even some conversations that, ooh, he's like a new, like, young Brady. Reminds me of a young Brady. They had a clock when they played the Bucks on that yeah, Sunday night. I remember. Comparing how fast they get out the ball. Comparing yeah. Mac Jones to Tom Brady. Yep. And a lot of this is Belichick's scheme. The one that he's worked with first uh, under Parcells when he was on the defense and with, you know, Ray Perkins and Ernie Zampezi and Charlie Weiss and all those guys. All the way through Belichick taking over the Patriots from Weiss to McDaniels to Billy O'Brien back to McDaniels and, you know, all the way through. That offense has a certain kind of quarterback. Brady's the best that has ever done it, and within that, he's also the best to kind of operate this scheme, right? Get it out quickly, read the defense, pre-snap if you can, make quick decisions, get rid of the ball. Mac's pretty good at it, too, and Zappi looks really good at it, too. I'm not dropping any shade on Bailey Zappi, but when you're in Max Protect 48.3% of the time, you're going to have a little easier time of it. Now, another stat that burned Buckmaster at Pat's pulpit brings up is under max protection. Here's a sub-bullet. Although the Patriots have been in max protect for almost 50% of the time when Zappi's out there, he's been pressured almost 28% of the time, 27.6% of the time. Meanwhile, Mac Jones in the first three weeks of the year, he was in max max protect for only 18.9% of the time, yet... He was under pressure less, 26.1% of the time. So, you know, the, 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 it's not a fair fight if you compare it to these guys, folks. It just isn't a fair fight. I like Bailey Zappi. I'm thankful they have him. I'm glad they've won a couple games. I was psyched the way they looked in Green Bay with him out there. Cool, composed. We've got a good backup quarterback with a kid who's got a future. Maybe he's a tradable asset. Maybe he's a guy they'll start down the line. They'll continue to if Mac falls on his face. But it ain't a fair fight, Okay. Here's another statistic I want to throw out there. Receivers getting open, okay? For Mac Jones, they were getting open 43% of the time. The last three games with Bailey Zappi, 49%. That's an increase. And the other thing, too, is Mac hasn't had Tyquan Thornton. What a great element this guy looks like. You know what else that could be part of? Play action. Yeah, right. Play action. Exactly. Exactly. Drop the mic, Josh. Justin. Very good job. Let's get uh, Paul and Westfield here. Let's give uh, Paul and Westfield a, a shot. Paul, good evening. Thanks for the call. Good evening. And finally, someone like Professor Barrett, a host with actual facts. Now, I, like you, am a fact-sufficient person. Uh, the first question I got to ask, great points, by the way. Thank you. And to get this controversy out of the way, uh, boss, there's not a controversy. We have faith, hope, glory, and light. We got a hell of a backup quarterback. Yeah. And if for any reason Mac isn't performing uh, due to the circumstances beyond his control, we'll fix some circumstances. And actually, uh, if you ch- time Zappy because he's shorter, he can get the ball off really quick because yeah. of his height. But he can't throw long balls. Uh, so maybe depending on who we're playing, if they're both awesome, it opens up options, not limitations. So i got to ask you, Professor, why the hell are we protecting Mac and giving him more time? A really good point. What's the problem? Yeah, it's a great question. And, I, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit. I think, and thanks for the call, Paul. Great point. Great question. My answer to that is this. There was so much that was new 
coming out of training camp. A new offensive play caller at the time, two offensive play callers. They kind of had a competition themselves. You think Zappi and Mac Jones is a competition. How about Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as a competition? It was in August. That was a competition. Make no mistake. Patricia won. But you have new ideas, new people learning new jobs, by the way. And I'll give a stick tap to Matt Patricia. You know, good job by him six weeks into the season. They, they look more like a football team that's kind of keeping you off balance a little bit and doing what, playing to their strengths and getting a little bit more creative. It's still, still a little rudimentary in terms of the offense, but the Patriots offense is kind of like that anyway. You're not going to get that creativity that you have with Josh McDaniels. That's not going to happen overnight. So to answer Paul's and Westfield's question, I think the answer is there was too much working, too much new, new coaches, new ideas, new scheme, new things to try. And again, since the collective bargain agreement was redone a couple of years ago, these guys aren't hitting in practice anymore. They're not doing double sessions. They're only doing three preseason games. So what happens? It bleeds into the regular season. September's the extended preseason, and the benefactor of that has been Bailey Zappi, and the guy who got hurt by it is Mac Jones. We've got the lines loaded up. I think I'm going to take Jacob and Providence first when we come back from the break. Quick break. Back to the phones. Your calls on Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. W-E-E-I. Love E-E-I, man. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. New England Sports Original. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. To it. WEEI Late Night and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Just take those old records off the shelf. All right, goofy old men are dancing with lampshades all over New England. Welcome back, Sports Radio. 
WEI Late Night, Friday night with Jim Hackett, and we are talking a lot about uh, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. The text line is flying at 37937. Well, lots of good points from people all over New England. Appreciate that. A lot of people are pointing out the differences between you know Mac and Bailey Zappi. I'm not saying they're the same guy. They're not. Mac's a little bigger. Um, I don't think we have a great sample size of Zappi, but I like what I've seen. I like what I've seen. And I think he does play action really, really well. And, and he ought to. He must be because they're doing it almost 33% of the time at that rate. And they should be. And, and everything gets better when you can put a little bit of obfuscation in the playbook. You know what I mean? When people don't know what's happening. And play action helps you do that. That doesn't preclude or mean that Mac Jones can't do it. I mean, Mac Jones did it pretty well last year. And, and you know, it's, it, there are games here and there. And one texter mentioned, uh, you know, one game where he, he looked lousy. Yeah, that happens. And that's why it's a competition in my mind, a, a little bit. And it might not be for right now. Mac is going to come back when he's healthy. That could be Monday night. Now hold on to this thing for a little while. But this thing, this thing could go on. You know what I mean? This could go on for a little while. We don't know, and the lines are lining up, and we're going to get some people. But I just want to get this point out. They aren't the same guy, but they are built in the same mold. And it dates back to when, when Belichick worked for Parcells. Think about the quarterbacks that have come out under the Belichick tree or the trees that he's belonged to originally with Parcells, okay? With the Giants, it was Phil Sims. The first comparison I ever made when I saw Brady start to get momentum in 2001, the first guy I thought of was Sims. That's who he reminded me of. Turns out he's 900 times better than Phil Sims ever was or ever could be. However, similar mold, right? Mac Jones processes quickly. Add Chad Pennington into that mix because he was a Parcells guy in, 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 with the Jets and with Miami. So, you know, these guys, they process well. And Zappi is in that mold. And I think this scheme, when called correctly, and creatively, and keeping defenses off balance, getting you know, seeing the field, being intelligent, being able to read it before it happens, see where the open opportunities, be able to see it quickly on the field, be able to move a little bit in the pocket. Don't have to be overly mobile outside of the pocket, but move within that pocket. No one was better than Brady at it. And Zappy looks pretty good at it. And Mac's pretty good at it, too. And get rid of it. Get rid of it. You know what I mean? They have similar traits like that. So let's see. Let's see. I want to see Mac Jones operate again with 31.6% of the plays being play action like Zappi's had for the last two and, a, uh, two and three quarters games. I want to see um, the max protection. I don't need max protection 50% of the time, 48.3 that Zappi's had, but 189 for Mac, and you're wondering why this interceptions? A lot of that's on him. Against teams like Miami and Pittsburgh yeah, as well. They can, Blitzburg, right? Exactly. And the Ravens. So and that was a game. So look, I don't excuse Mac Mac Jones five interceptions in the first three weeks. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's other factors. Let's see what Jacob and Providence thinks on Mac Jones' performance moving forward. Jacob, thanks for the call. Hey, can you hear me? I can. Yeah, you're on the radio. Welcome. Thanks for the call. So there's one thing I listen to Pat McAfee religiously because I am a fan, no matter who it is, of the NFL, and I think that my number one fan base is the Patriots. But are you familiar with how Bill Burr was on that podcast? R- refresh me. I went and saw Bill Burr at Fenway, and I'm still laughing about that in August. But, uh, you know, <laughs> learn me up here, Jacob. It was, it, was, it was a lot of money for me at the time financially, but Bill Burr went on that podcast, and he sang a song. And I, Would you be fine if I reiterated that with no vulgarity? You can go for it. i got Justin on the button here, but, yeah, give me, give me a sample. So I'm going to reiterate it without Mac Jones and with Bailey Zappi. He said, 
It's beginning to look a lot like 2001. Who is this Bailey Zappi? And our coach is Bailey B, and he's working on the D, and all the Colts fans are going to cry. All right. Well, thank you, Jacob. I apologize to all of New England if your ears are bleeding right now. But I do, I do appreciate the effort by, by, by Jacob. I appreciate the effort there. I do remember that. And by the way, if you haven't seen any of Bill Burr's bits, like just, just dial him up on YouTube. He was great at Fenway. Did you get to see that show, Justin? I didn't, but it? I saw some of the clips, and he is hysterical. Oh, he's the best. He's he, you know what? I was so happy for him as a, as a, I don't know him, but we're a similar age, and he um he was a local kid, and before he went out at Fenway on the big screen, they showed a preview of a movie, you know, that he's in. He's starring in. I turned to my wife. I go, he's made it. That's that's that that's the sign. Like you know, even if your star shines for just a couple of years, like you know, Andrew Dice Clay in the '80s was the funniest guy in the world for two years. Period, end of story, drop the mic. He was the funniest man in the world for two years. And he got Ford Fairlane, which was a horrible movie, but it was symbolic of making it. You know what I mean? So good on him and good good on Bill Burr. And thank you, Jacob, for that nugget. There's uh, more calls to get to. We're going to get to him. But I I really want to kind of hammer this conversation about Mac Jones. And if you're looking for, and and Bailey Zappi, if you're looking for a little more color on this, my article at WEI.com, question for Bill Belichick, what's best for the team? And some of the decisions that we've talked about over the course of the last, you know, the first couple of weeks of this show is, are some of the things he's done, like getting loyal lieutenants like Matt Patricia and Joe Judge around him, who are going to say, sir, yes, sir, versus going out and getting a Billy O'Brien and taking him for, from a friend, Nick Saban, you know, and not spending the money to get the coaches that you want. Is that best for the team or is that best for Bill? In this instance with the quarterback, I actually have a 100% belief system. 100% and faith in Bill Belichick that he will do what's in the best interest of the team. What that is in his mind remains to be seen. There's a lot of factors. Mom- I don't think emotion comes into it, but momentum comes into it. How that team feels breaking the huddle goes into it. What he hears in the locker room at halftime and after the game, after a victory or maybe after a tough loss, like the reaction the leadership, all that stuff's going to factor in. But don't forget, those same qualities were right there with Mac Jones last year. And isn't it interesting that right now the Patriots are in the soft underbelly of the schedule? And actually, I picked them to beat Green Bay in the preseason. Now, I was wrong. But the reason was their offense, and it's proven to be true, is a disaster at the receiver position. And, and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is pouty. And I figured that even no matter who was out there, with no more J.C. Jackson, we didn't know what Jack Jones was going to be. or you know, uh, Jalen Mills, could he be better than average? But my thought going into that game, looking at the schedule, was that Belichick could scheme something up to bother Rodgers just enough to catch him off balance. And they almost did with Bailey Zappi playing his first snaps as a third-string quarterback. So very interesting. But if you look at the schedule now over the last several weeks, Starting with Detroit, win. Browns, win. Bears Monday night. That's going to be a win. Two against the Jets, the Colts. A lot like last year. Seven-game winning streak right in the middle of that season. So I pose it to you, New England. 617-779-7937. What do you want to see happen? I think Mac deserves another shot. And I want it to be a fair fight. The stats I rattled off earlier, I'll give them again in the 11 o'clock hour. When we come back from the break, we've got calls lined up. We'll probably start with John in the car, so you stay there. All the callers stay. And we'll be back, coming in the 11 o'clock hour after this. Sports Radio, WEI.
every Tuesday on the Greg Hill Show. I don't know if it was a quarterback controversy, but it's, it's one on the horizon. I tell you that, if you keep playing like that, the way this young kid is playing, the poison he's playing with, even when he gets sacked, you make a mistake, you made a fumble, he still comes back and he's leading that offense. I like what he's doing. Miss Ty Law on the Greg Hill Show? Download the Odyssey app and take Boston sports with you everywhere you go. Ty Law, every Tuesday on the Greg Hill Show. Brought to you by 110 Grill, by Apex Entertainment, by Zooty, and by Twisted Tea. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.